there, welcome to the fourth and final episode for my personal project and my podcast, What's the Correlation? Today I have Lisa Schuma, founder of the Women's Expo, who I'll be interviewing on social justice and mental health issues. She was absolutely amazing and an inspiration, and I really hope you all think the same. I will leave a link on the description of this for you to check her out. She is amazing. I hope you all enjoy. Hi, welcome to What's the Correlation? I'm here with Lisa. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Lisa Chuma. I um, I was born and raised in Zimbabwe. I'm British and I have been in Switzerland for almost 10 years now. Okay, so dive right into it. Uh, you are the fa- the founder of Women's Expo. So my first question to you is, what inspired you in your career? Um, honestly, um, growing up, I was part of a community of women that helped me raise me up because my mom was a single parent, and um, you know there were a lot of women that came together to contribute to making me the woman that I am today. So when I got to Switzerland, I also realized that I had an opportunity to give back. And this was when I had the idea of the Women's Expo, which is more of a community of business owners coming together to present what they do and also have other women coming to support by visiting the exhibition. Uh, What was the main driver for you to found the Women's Expo? The main driver for me was to really support women. You know, I really wanted to contribute to the growth and success of women in Switzerland. Um, I think... Being able to start your own business is not easy and sometimes people struggle alone and I really felt having a community or a setup like an exhibition would really have women supporting each other because there's somebody next to you on your left, on your right, in front of you, you get to, you know, jump off that vibe of, hey, we're doing this together. It's not the same as just doing it alone. So I really wanted to have a feel of a community. Uh, what are some difficulties you have faced uh, with the Women's Expo and other career um, choices as a woman of color? Um, I think the truth is we are prejudged. So, uh, you know, before you even open your mouth, you've been judged. Um, and then it doesn't make it any better because I'm quite energetic. You know, um, I'm not, I can't say I'm loud, but I'm energetic. I believe myself. I'm confident. And depending with where you're coming from, you know, people have different um, beliefs of people that are confident that speak up that you know are black right yeah so I think for me um it's always been prejudged before I even say anything and then I have to spend maybe 50% of the time trying to convince people that I'm not that type of person this is who I am and and things like that so I think that's really what it is in some cases I have been given the opportunity to liberate myself but in some cases i think you know i've just been prejudged and that was it uh what are your your views on racism and sexism and all that and if you if you feel like it sharing some experience as well um i think the truth of the matter is it's there i think as a black woman it's a double whammy you know <laughs> we have your you've got the racism and then you got the sexism on the other side um so i think as black women we're we're working a little bit harder in, in anything we're trying to do, you know, um, as much as, yeah, yeah, people saying, yeah, oh, it's fair, it's this, it's that. The truth of the matter is we still have to 
go an extra mile to even just be seen. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, another extra mile to even prove, you know, that we are educated human beings that are reasonable, that are, you know, strategic, that have great ideas. So it is definitely there. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I think the truth is maybe here in Switzerland, people just don't focalize it. Mm -hmm. But you can see from how they respond to you, how they react to you, um, how polite they are sometimes, you know, that it's kind of like, yeah, it's a bit too much. So you can see that there is an underlining prejudgment that, okay, this person, can I trust them? Can I give them this opportunity? Would they perform? Mm -hmm. And it's really based on, you know, at least from what I've seen, just the skin, the color of my skin. Yeah. Um, And have these effects, sorry, have these issues affected your business, the Women's Expo, or just like the overall progress of your career path? Um, yes, I would say yes. I have tried, um, to approach sponsors, you know, that I know very well are also sponsoring other women events in Zurich, other women events in Switzerland and, um, with no success. Mm -hmm. So that for me has been very alarming Mm -hmm. Because I've also sort of, you know, looked at it from, it's the only exhibition for women in Switzerland, the only one. So it's not like there's somebody else who's doing anything like this. It is really, you know, a community of women. So we're helping female entrepreneurs in Switzerland to have a platform, to grow, to continue to, you know, provide for their families or at least go for that which they believe in right now. And I think it it deserves some level of support to push the mission forward, to push the platform to grow. But the reality of it is I haven't had as much success as far as getting sponsors as other events that are targeting women in Switzerland. And I've really come back to, okay, could it be me? Mm -hmm. That's really the issue here because we're making a difference as much as other women events are making a difference in Switzerland. We are unique. So it's not like, somebody say, you know, I've sponsored 10 other events exactly the same as yours, you know. So for me, I feel like this has really been a block, whether consciously or subconsciously, that's another story. Mm-hmm. But the reality of it is, yes, the, the, the sponsors part, yes, it's definitely, it's really affected, you know, the growth and the impact of the exhibition. Um, and what advice do you have for people who struggle with social justice issues? Like racism, sex, and like, what advice would you have for them um, when they're okay. feeling down? Sorry, can hear you. Okay, um, can you hear me now? Oh no, can hear you at all. Okay, it seems that Lisa has lost me. We'll be right back. So my question was, um, what advice do you have for people who struggle with social justice issues, such as racism, sexism, or anything else? I think that the the truth is we have to speak up. We have to speak up for each other, but also we have to learn to stand up for ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, um, because if we don't do that, then it's going to continue to happen. If we don't blatantly point it out, you know, this will continue to go on. So um, the priority that, you know, myself and my kids is that you know what speak out and point it out blank out 
I think doing that, yes, makes people feel uncomfortable. But what it does is for somebody who's practicing such, they will stop because nobody really wants to be, you know, <laughs> put out there, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's trying to show, you know, the perfect side and whatever. So, but if you can really say, hey, what you've just done there is like this, or, you know, that was out of line or whatever it is, people will stop doing that. So for me, that's what I really believe in that. We need to speak up for each other because not everybody is in a position to speak up for themselves. But as we are going through this journey, we also need to start speaking up for ourselves. You know, how far does it go? How far do you tolerate it? And we ourselves also have to put a stop mm -hmm. to whatever it is. Um, and what is your relationship regarding mental health issues? Um, that's a very interesting topic because, um, you know, um, within the Zimbabwean community, um, especially in the UK, mm -hmm. I'm starting to hear a lot of, you know, mental health issues, um, which, you know, growing up from, you know, in Zimbabwe, it was always like, oh, no, we're, nobody ever has mental health. We're perfect. You know, deal with it, whatever it is. So a part of me now, I look at it and I'm like, could there be people right now in Zimbabwe that are struggling with mental health, but they cannot um, vocalize it mm -hmm. and they cannot get the help that they need because as a community, mm -hmm. it's kind of like, no, 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 you know, it's just a bad day. Get over, oh, you know, strengthen and, and you know, that sort of thing. Uh, whereas now, because we're in the UK, people are in the UK, it's a different environment. These things are showing up and they have a diagnosis. They have, you know, a label to it. So mm -hmm. in my community, I think, you know, Africans tend to be, oh no, you don't, you don't have stress. You don't have depressions. No, Africans are not. But the truth is we are also going through these things. Yeah. And I think we struggle to actually voice it out because of the culture. You know, and I, I wish more people would do that because then they get the help that they need. They get the support that is needed. And there is a lot of, you know, support and help. But if you cannot speak out to say, hey, I need help, I'm drowning or whatever, then, you know, sometimes it'll be too late. There's a high rate of suicide amongst our community as well. And it's exactly from those sort of things that people are trapped and they don't know what it, what it is. Mm -hmm. And, and they can't talk about it. Um, and do you uh, see a correlation between uh, mental health issues and social justice issues? Um, does one affect the other, like, from your perspective? Um, um, maybe not. You know, I, I think as Black people, we are very resilient in mm -hmm. general. So I think the social side, we will most probably survive it and, you know, and... Um, it's 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 a, it is a shame because like even with my kids I tell them hey you guys have got to work ten times harder it's what it is guys just get get working you know so I think it's already in their mind mm -hmm. and in their head that they need to prove themselves they need to work a little bit harder they need to do a bit more so I think from that side we're kind of prepared and ready to fight mm -hmm. but I think on the mental health side now that you know we have people that are outside of Africa per se, yes, mental health is being dealt with 
but I'm, I'm, I'm more worried with what it is in Africa. Mm-hmm. Is it still being, you know, pushed under the carpet? And yet it's a cure and yet it's normal and yet they could be something that can be done. So for me, I think from our community, I'll say the two are not really linked. You mm-hmm. know, they're, you know, they're very, very different and stand alone. Um, but yeah, in some instances, yeah, maybe, but I would see them very different. Okay. Talking about um, social justice and all that, what are your views on the Black Lives Matter, this movement th- in this past year in the U.S.? Well, I think it felt good for me to see that because I think it's what everybody has wanted to say, <laughs> but nobody had the courage to say, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it was good. I feel like for me, I can now really address some of the racial issues mm-hmm. openly, you know, and it feels good. It really feels good to say, hey, I think that's racist or, hey, you know, think about it. So I, I think it was one of those things where everybody had to stop a bit and say, okay, am I being racist? Is this racist? Is this not? So people are being very conscious mm-hmm. about what they say and what they do. And for us, I feel like, hey, I can now talk about this. <laughs> you know, I feel like, yeah, yeah, I can now, you know, I can now say it. So there's this sort of really, it, it feels like it's a permission that was granted for us to kind of then address these issues properly to say, you know what, that's racist. Actually, mm-hmm. I don't like that. That's racist. You are racist. That you know, you can point it out where before you would have known that it is, but not said it to mm-hmm. the person, right? You would have most probably known, oh, okay, that's racist. And, you know, go off with whoever you're with and say, oh, that was very racist. But you would not, you know, put it out there. And I feel like this past year has just made it really, really okay for us as black people to say, hey, you're very racist. Or that's, you know, and, and it feels good. I think we've been liberated on that. Yeah. So uh, you believe that these movements have the power to create a positive change then? Yeah. Yeah. I think anybody, to be quite honest, anybody would see the positive side, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, when, and when I say anybody, I'm talking black, white, whatever, mm-hmm. anybody would see, you know, the positive side of this, unless you're the racist. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, because then unless you're the race, you're like, yeah, well, whatever. But anybody else can most probably testify to a time where they witnessed some racial stuff or when they they may have been race, racist, maybe not obviously consciously or by choice. But, you know, so having this and, and you know, with George Floyd, mm-hmm. That doesn't need a black, white, Indian, Chinese person to see like, whoa, why would you do that? You know, yeah. that's just wrong, you know, for anybody. Yes, it was a black man. It happens a lot. But even if it was a white man, I would have been like, whoa, okay, why would you do that? You know, yeah. so I think the truth is anybody within their reasonable mind and who's mature, who's right, who's got some level of you know, emotional intelligence would say, yes, you know what? These movements actually make a difference because this was wrong. Yeah, that I've, I completely agree with you on that perspective. 
um, and other social justice movements um, around the world to have you uh, stayed updated on those and do you see an effect from them? I think it all depends, right? Um, it, it depends on what you're trying to, to put out there mm -hmm. and what visibility, you know, it's getting. Because I know, like, in, in, you know, in Zimbabwe, domestic violence is, you know, um, we, we can't say it's common, mm -hmm. but it's there. Yeah. Um, and it's wrong. Sure. But it's, yeah, it happens. You know, it's, 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 it's wrong, but it, it's sad that sometimes women go back to their parents, go back to their family home and say, hey, this is what's happening to me. And some parents still say, go back. Yeah. You know, go back. Oh, you know, maybe you triggered him. Oh, maybe tomorrow you'll be okay. You know, so I think it's the way it is because it's not really profiled. Mm -hmm. It's not really out there. It's, you know, people are not really paying attention to it. But if, if it would have mm -hmm. had that level of attention, like, you know, the Black Lives Matter, it would change. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot that's happening, you know, underground, grassroots level. But because it's not being heard, you know, out there, then the impact is very little. Yeah. You know, and which is a shame. Right, because you know we've lost, like in within the Zimbabwean community and in Zimbabwe, we've lost women mm -hmm. due to domestic violence. You know, um, but again, until it has that visibility mm -hmm. and that high profile, it's unfortunate that yeah, it will keep going. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, moving on to a little bit of a lighter topic, um, what advice do you have for people who want to make a difference, just as you are uh, doing the Women's Expo? Um, the, the truth is, um, you have to believe in yourself initially. You have to believe that, you know what, this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And by wanting to do that, it's not like you have to do like a hundred people, a thousand people, you know, a million people. Even if you start by making a difference to one person, you have helped one person. And I think, you know, start from there one person at a time you know if you're consistent if it's one person a day by the end of that year 365 people you know and you're making a difference right so mm -hmm. i think sometimes you really hold back because you want the big numbers because you want the big crowds because it has to make a lot of sense but if it can be that one person who can wake up tomorrow and say wow if it wasn't for lisa that makes a huge difference to that person. Maybe not yeah. to me, because I'm kind of like, oh, you know, I want to get to a million. But to that person, mm -hmm. it, it means a lot, right? And and that's what making a difference is all about. It's about that one person and the next person and the next person. There will be a ripple effect. It will get bigger. The impact will grow. Mm -hmm. But you have to start with that one person. Yeah. Well, Lisa, if you want, uh, we have a little bit of extra time. If you want to talk about the Women's Expo, do some advertising here. Uh, you can. Uh, we already met the 20-minute mark. So mm -hmm. if you have anything else to say. Um, no, I think I'd like to, obviously, thank you for this opportunity. Um, you know, I think for me, I'm always passionate about young people. I'm very passionate about young people. So... 
you're doing a great job. Thank I you. really hope that you continue. Um, don't be discouraged, you know, if it takes a bit longer to get to where you wanted to get to. Um, but if you're consistent, if you're committed, if you are, you know, resilient, you will definitely achieve whatever it is that you want to achieve. And, and, and I think you have to always remember that, you know, some days are better than others, but don't stop. You know, I, I look back in the things that I stopped when I was younger and I just like, oh man, if I just continued, where would I be right now? Right. Yeah. Um, so that's always the message. This is a good thing. Um, it might not make sense to everybody mm -hmm. around you. Um, but as long as you know within yourself that you're doing the right thing, don't hold back. Keep going one day at a time, one listener at a time, one whatever, you know, you will get there. You'll make the impact that you want to make and you will make the difference. You will change lives. Even if it's five lives, that's fine. You yeah. know, that's a difference. Well, thank you so much for coming on here and talking to me and the listeners. It has been truly amazing and inspirational, and I'm so happy I was able to talk to you. No problem. My pleasure. Take care. Thank you.